Rack's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. It goes without saying that we're all faced with different circumstances. One size doesn't fit all. For instance, not everyone can or wants to commit full-time employment or training when other things are happening in their life. The college recognises this and supports flexible arrangements. RAXTA, or the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons Trainees Association, represents trainees' interests within RAX, and it helps and encourages trainees to pursue more flexible training if required. Two people who have taken advantage of more flexible training include Dr Tim Sladden, a general surgery set two gen search trainee at Brisbane's Mater Hospital. The other is Dr Winnie Gill, a hepatobiliary fellow at Royal Melbourne Hospital. Dr Gill tells Chris Ashmore that her training supervisor was instrumental in facilitating her flexible arrangements. He discussed it with all the heads of units to try and figure out the best rotation that would work for us. Because for me, it wasn't a, a lot of training positions are week on, week off. So you do a whole week and then you have the following week off. That wouldn't really work as a parent. I'm not sure if Tim's found that as well. But with childcare, you kind of need the same days every week. So we managed to create a position where I work two and a half days a week and my co-registrar did the same as well. So yeah, that helped. Um, I contacted the GSA training person for the state and uh, asked them to send out a request to all the training hub supervisors to see whether they had someone who was interested. And that's sort of how the ball got rolling. So the, it's worked out well for you. The flexibility has allowed you to choose when you can work. Yeah, so we did it such that I guess the first six months of the year, my colleague did two and a half days from Monday to Wednesday, half day, or so three days a week, really, because the clinic was in the afternoon. And then we had an overlap of sort of both of us being present on a Wednesday together, and that would allow for handover. And then I did Thursday, Friday, and then we swapped second half of the year. Fantastic. And I understand you were the first at Royal Melbourne Hospital as a job sharing arrangement, have you encountered any challenges? <laughs> to be honest, there wasn't that many challenges per se, because, you know, like I said, I had very supportive consultants, a very supportive unit. They were very keen. A lot of the female consultants were pretty much like, you know, it's the 21st century. We should have part-time training. This is impossible that we haven't had one. It's ridiculous. So with that kind of attitude, it wasn't hard at all. A lot of the consultants who didn't think their units would work for part-time training then have looked into creating part-time positions as a permanent position. So that was something that was quite easy to do. I guess the bigger challenge was trying to make sure things were not getting missed with patients. So as long as we communicated well, which myself and the co-registrar did, it worked well. Mm. Maybe an obvious question, Winnie, but would you recommend job sharing? Definitely. Why? Definitely. I mean, being the first trainee, it was when I approached a few senior colleagues about the option of part-timing or returning full-time, they basically said if they had a choice, they would have done it, but they didn't know how to go about doing it. So it's not something I regret doing. It allowed me to 
come back and I mean I've took a year off so you know it was a long time and I did no studying in that time I did nothing and didn't keep up to date with anything just with a newborn you just don't have time but coming back it was nice to have that support coming back to sort of find your feet again it took me about a couple of months really of on call and sort of late shifts to really figure out how things were going and also realizing that you don't forget everything that quickly. It actually is still in your head. You do de-skill, but having that ability to be supported coming back was also nice. But yeah, if anyone's thinking about doing it, I would strongly recommend it. Terrific. And to turn to you, Tim, what drew you to do a three-day role? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I sort of fell into that role, but it definitely worked really, really well in the setting, like when he was saying that because you're there the same days every week and because it's sort of not week on, week off, it sort of, I don't know, makes the continuity a lot better. And I think this job is sort of a standalone, the setting that it really is only half a training spot anyway, if that makes sense, that the caseload and the, the operating load, and there's a full-time fellow on the team as well. So as when he was saying, it really helps with that continuity of care for the patients and the fact that there's someone seeing them every day as well as you who know their story and know their backstory. So it'd be something you would recommend to others to adopt a, like a three-day week, mm. non-job share mm. three-day week. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I guess I think that that worked out well. I've seen other people in part-time positions through doing my unaccredited years and saw it could be quite tough, you know, with the handovers and the on-call and a few things like that. So I think the dedicated position is definitely better one made out like that rather than the week on, week off, that's for sure. But yeah, I think it's something I'd recommend if people needed that flexibility of time, for sure, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, finally, uh, for anyone listening who's unsure of where to go but they're thinking about wanting to have more flexibility where should they go? So I'd start with your training supervisor just because they have a better understanding of where you're at in your training. Like Tim's just starting, so he has all the options of all the positions available to him, whereas I was sort of nearing the end of my training. One thing is definitely to speak to your trainee supervisor because they know what's going on. There are many discussions between other training hub supervisors, so they also know whether there are other trainees that are looking for part-time positions, so that can allow that. And if that's not an option, you can always job share with an unaccredited like Tim's doing. So there's no reason for not being able to create a part-time position at any hospital, to be honest. And if you've put the request in, you approach them, most of the time they're very helpful. Always have a chat with someone a bit more senior as well, like whether it's a colleague who's a fellow or a consultant or even more senior registrar, just to, to get an understanding of what's going on and how they would have done it if they had an option and no one's in your position. Nobody knows exactly what you're going through. And it doesn't have to be because you've had a baby. It can be for whatever other reason. And it's just as long as you feel you need to do it, there's no reason to not even ask. Like you should ask because you never know the answer. Doctors Winnie Gill and Tim Sladden. Rack's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons.
and leading financial services organisation the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.